0: Hey, drunk mythology friends. I'm Kate. And I'm Other Jen. And
1: we're the drunk mythology gals. Yeah, it's not as fun with just the two of us trying to you know, yeah. do that whole thing. We still need to get OG back in here. Well, last I heard she was uh, trying to catch a boat from Galatz to London. Oh, nice. (laughs) So she's off the train to Beeskritz? Beeskritz, yeah. Beatritz.
0: Yeah, she's done with the train. (laughs) And uh, Kim is recovering from her uh, safety pin wound. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, Mina Harker safety pin special. Yeah. But, you guys, it's Halloween. And to... Celebrate and cap off our super crazy month of Drunk Dracula gals. We have a very special guest.
1: We do. That's right. Several months ago, we had the honor of being guests on the podcast Digging Up Ancient Aliens with Frederick. You can go listen to his episode 18 to hear all the rage as we discuss <laughs> the idea that the gods of mythology were actually aliens. It's never aliens. It's never fucking
2: aliens.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Frederick soon learned that he's now part of the family and there is no exit. So welcome, Frederick. Yay.
3: Thank you. I feel like um, Harper in uh... (laughs) the... Well, thank you for having me. Yes.
0: <laughs> so uh, tell us and our listeners a little bit about you and your podcast and how you got started. And yeah.
3: So I'm Frederick from uh, Sweden. So I don't hope I get too much accent. accent uh, <laughs> we love the accents on our
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: I'm Fredrik. I'm from Sweden. I... <laughs> I'm almost trying, Kate, with my accent.
0: <laughs> this is, yeah, you, you should have been getting... Van Helsing. What am, I, should... what am I doing with my life?
3: So, um Hopefully I can uh, stay away from that because I <laughs> almost killed Kate who was drinking. <laughs> you almost killed my
0: laptop in this recording. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, yeah, I have a background in archaeology. And I do a podcast where I watch the TV show Ancient Aliens and also read their books. They are not better. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm analyzing this from an archaeological uh, perspective and trying to um, teach about um, different um, pseudosciences we find in there. And um, instead offer a more grounded uh, explanation in Reality-based? Yeah, usually it's <laughs> more interesting.
1: <laughs> Facts, science. Um, anybody heard of those? <laughs> so we've been talking back and forth for a while because we are still really bad at email. Um, like anybody wants to actually communicate. I
3: tried with us? to figure out, um, <laughs> you know, some uh, shortcuts, and uh, Instagram is not better.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Next time I try Twitter, next time I try Facebook, (laughs) I'll send (laughs) a message to each and they have a competition, who answers first?
1: (laughs) Eventually, we'll just give you our phone numbers and you can just text us directly. Yeah, you can WhatsApp us. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, WhatsApp? You mean I have to download something else? Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be doing it while we record. So we talked about doing another episode together, and Kate said, let's do something spooky. And
0: since we were doing Drunk Dracula Gals, I figured it would be perfect to end the month on a really high note with our friend Frederick and vampires and mythology. Yay. <laughs> so that's what we're getting today. Vampire folklore, old, new, and totally tinfoil hat worthy. I did not make a tinfoil I hat. I didn't either. I was
1: <laughs> going to, and you know what? I slept. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but yeah i just want to take a moment and apologize to frederick again for all the technical challenges that we had when we were guests on your podcast um that was all coming from me i will own it we had a crappy wi-fi setup in our house and just what last you're month you're stealing
3: the wi-fi from the neighbor
1: I was. <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't even realize it i was on the neighbor's wi-fi and <laughs> <laughs> just last month, I did a major upgrade here at our house, so we should have no problems today. God damn it, Jennifer! <laughs> you had Amazing. better
2: have a
0: really good offering to Odin to like <laughs> offset what you just said,
1: because... <laughs> Totally Here is the goat it. of rage. <laughs> I totally jinxed it. My offering? Okay, yeah, we did, we haven't done the offerings in a long time because yeah. we've been doing the Dracula episodes. But um, despite getting one of my major months-long projects complete off my desk, success, three more projects got added this week. <laughs> There's my suffering, Odin. Have mercy on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that, that might... Be enough. Um, Let's see. Other than the fact that, like, I've just been like jam packed. um, Let's go with trying to keep three dogs from running, uh, running around in the backyard where we've just poured fresh cement for the past two weeks.
3: That's fun. That's great.
0: So, Frederick, if you have any suffering you want to share, in order to uh, bless and keep our recording on track
3: (laughs) yeah i have this old uh, or old uh, flint tool i made myself without cutting me deeply
2: (laughs) hey
0: you know whatever whatever works right
1: yeah Yeah. what are we drinking kate you i see your cup and i see a nice little logo (laughs) which we have no endorsements from them, but if they want to endorse us, we, Hi, we welcome. Hi, Starbucks. We love you. Would you like to <laughs> <endorse> sponsor us? <laughs> so clearly, Kate has coffee. Have you poured anything extra in that coffee? I considered it, but
0: um, I still have to take my medication and stuff, so eh, not doing gotcha. that this morning.
1: Okay. And you said morning. It's 10 a.m. where I am.
0: Yeah, so it's 7 a.m. here.
1: Yeah, oh. <laughs> and so so I put a splash of orange juice in my vodka to give the appearance of being civilized. <laughs> it's just a screwdriver. <laughs> Frederick, what time is it where you are and what joy do you have?
3: It's four and the kids are with their uh, grandparents. So I have a peachy bulldog beer. And, oh, nice. Uh, I have a Subrovka vodka from Poland. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> love it. Love nice. it, love it, love it. You, you,
1: you did get prepared.
0: <laughs> with
3: the uh, bison grass taste, so they put a little grass straw in it and gives a bit extra taste to the vodka.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay, that's so, so like, cool. I'm going to need you to like message us like the details of that. And the links. <laughs> yeah, because I need to see if I can get my hands on that.
3: <laughs> it's a very... Big brands, so we should be able to find it in the States, I assume. Okay. But uh, okay. I can send yeah, you, you the never name know. and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because she also lives in North Carolina. So you never know yeah. what you're able to get there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, so okay. with our disclaimer do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight legged horses, crappy Wi Fi networks, slow emails, tech hiccups, <laughs> whatever. And you know yeah. what?
0: Let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young and bloodthirsty and literally, I don't even know. Oh, dear. So I promised Frederick I wouldn't make him prepare anything for this episode, but that doesn't mean I wasn't going to put him to work. Oh. <laughs> I apologize, Frederick. <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> So we're going to start off with two perfectly rage-inducing quotes from the big daddy of the modern vampire folklore, Bram Stoker, and I will never not say that name that way. I typed it wrong once, and you will (laughs) never let me live it down. You know what? Because it is what it is. (laughs) So, Frederick, If you wouldn't mind reading the very first quote I have here, it's from Van Helsing.
3: Okay, just give me a moment here.
1: Uh, Is the screen up for you?
3: Yeah, I got it. (laughs)
1: Låt
3: mig berätta. Han är känd överallt där människor bor. I gamla Grekland, i gamla Rom. Han blomstrar i Tyskland, i Frankrike. I Indien, genom varje halvö och i kontinenten, ända ut i Kina, så långt bort från oss. Du kan tänka dig, men även där fruktas han ännu. Han har följt de krigiska islänningarna, de djävulskarna, hunderna, slaverna, saxarna och magajerna.
2: Oh my god! Det är det bästa sak jag har.
3: Yeah, you can get me to read, but I can't guarantee it will be in English.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, that was next level. We love you.
1: (laughs) Kate, do you want me to read the English? Yes, please. I can do that. It won't be in any accent at all. You will not, (laughs) my famous Ben Helsing French accent? I do not know why. I, I can do Southern Baptist Mean Girl, um, but that probably won't. I,
0: I have a couple of places later on you might want to bring
1: in your SBMG. S- yeah. Okay. So here it is in English. For let me tell you, he is known everywhere that men have been. In old Greece, in old Rome. He flourished in Germany all over, in France, in India, even in the Chernobyl And in China. Yeah. C- um, I, I no to- Yep. Yeah. so far from <laughs> us in all ways there even is he and the people's fear him at this day he have followed the wake of the berserker icelander the devil begotten hun the slav the saxon the magyar so. as someone
0: who has um hun dna I just want to say. <laughs> I mean, oh, so just. Oy, oy, oy. He seems
3: to put the Huns and the Slavs and the Saxons in all this devil begotten.
0: <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, he's. Let, let's just put it this way. You want racism? You yeah. got it.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this is bad.
0: And I do have one more quote uh, to sort of set the stage <laughs> for. Uh, this because Van Helsing just is the is the gift that keeps on giving, huh? Eh? kind of like when you cut off her head and fill her mouth with garlic and drive a stick through her heart.
1: <laughs> so now I'm wondering, Frederick. are we going to get English or not? Yeah,
0: now I'm on like tenterhooks.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe I do Polish.
0: God damn it, Frederick!
3: All <laughs> uh, we have to go upon our tradition and superstition. These do not first attempt first attempt appear much when the matter is one of life and death, nay, of more than either life or death. Yet, we need to be satisfied in the first place because we have to be, no other means is at our control. And secondly, because after all, these things, traditions and superstition are everything.
0: Wow. Wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so when we talk about vampires, you know, there's thankfully no scientific basis for it. And so, it, in some ways, Van Helsing is right. You know, tradition and superstition are everything. And there is a lot of actual vampire mythology and folklore. But guess what? We're not going to talk about that today. What? We're Sadly not gonna, we're going to talk about we're not talking of- about the ancient stuff. I'm not oh. going back to the Chernobyl and old Greece and old Rome no? and Germany all over in France or India or China. I'm not going any of those places because there are a lot of podcasts at this time of year that are talking about it, and okay, you know also that would make this episode probably three and a half four hours, <laughs> and oh. no one wants a sticker for this episode
2: no, no. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: Um, I thought we'd take a more modern a look at more modern mythology, modern folklore, because you know mythology it isn't just constrained by being ancient. We create myths all the time. Oh, sure. So you know, just like we saw with uh, Dracula and Brahms Stroker. Now I can't even <laughs> say his name correctly if I want to. But you know, we had questions like. Um, he created, you know, in the original mythologies, a lot of them, the sun really doesn't come into play. And, you know, he reflected that, that the sun doesn't, you know, burn a vampire to death or whatever. That's that, right. We mentioned know, that. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, when he first meets Dracula, Castle Dracula there, he notices there are hairs growing out of the centers of his palms and that's actually a crossed <laughs> wire literally with werewolf legends. Yeah. Oops. Yeah,
3: those two goes a bit hand in hand.
0: Oh, you didn't. You did. <laughs> God damn it,
1: Frederick.
3: This <laughs> was for just laying there. I'm a father. I have to do the dad pun somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Yep.
2: So uh,
3: but, but, uh, af- go ahead. Could I just put something in there because Stoker Please. was not the first, he's the most famous, but you also have uh, Carmilla, for example, which yes. Stoker built a lot of his works on, the um, yep. lesbian vampire novel from, was it
0: 1870? Ye- 1870s? I, yeah, yeah, probably. I I thought like 1840s or 50s, but same difference, honestly, in terms <laughs> of
1: progressiveness. <laughs> Live Googling, originally published, 1872. Oh, yeah. nice call! Yeah, mm-hmm. but he also wrote
0: like uh, Dracula's guest. He wrote fan fiction of his mm. own, <laughs> of his own work, and you know there was Carmilla. Yeah. There, there have been like little ghost stories here and there about that include like vampires or blood drinkers. But you know he's the one who sort of set it in stone for us from a modern perspective, and um. You know, then we start getting into the age of cinema with Hmm. movies like Nosferatu and the classic Dracula, where we first have him appear in full correct dinner dress, (laughs) because that's how vampires dress. If you see a man in a tuxedo at night, run. (laughs) But then there's also, you know, there were some comic attempts at vampire films, like love at first bite in 1978 with George Hamilton. And I saw it when it came to TV in 1980, because remember there were days, those were the days when movies would actually come to TV. So I was about six and it fucking scared the shit out of me. (laughs) I was literally plagued with nightmares about vampires for years. Like vampires would show up in my nightmares at my school on the playground. And, and I got my wires crossed. Um, and Conflated them with school supplies. So what? I had vampires who were turned into Crayola markers in your nightmares, in my nightmares. So Aww. and and I had I at one point in one dream I had like this bottle opener and I had to run around popping the tops off these Crayola marker <laughs> vampires to destroy them. Oh my god! Them. And so Frederick, I went into I went into yeah. Canva and I made yeah. an actual picture of oh. my my nemesis. Oh.
1: Oh,
3: vampire Crayola!
1: Yes. Yeah, oh so my Jen, God! <laughs> <laughs> what from <I'm-> hell. <laughs> what? What? Kate has given us a picture of a classic Crayola marker, purple, and she's put eyes and an angry mouth with sharp, gnashing teeth.
0: <laughs> yes, that that is that is the thing of my nightmares. If you ever need to, like, psychologically break me. <laughs> you can dress up as that for Halloween,
1: <laughs> Frederick. Have you? Uh, how old were you when you first ca- encountered vampires, whether by reading or seeing them on a movie or something of that nature?
3: Must have been teenage here, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. We didn't uh, really have the Sesame Street here in Sweden, so we didn't have uh, counting with
1: one, <laughs> one beautiful coffee. Help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, probably too old to be having nightmares.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can't say I was bothered by vampires, at least in my <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> you will yeah, and- be.
1: And I was too, I was too sheltered, as we've talked about before, so I was not exposed to any of it. So. <laughs> hey. Were you Were you told that like it was you know you know
0: not satanic, but like it, reading something like Dracula or learning you know going to movies about vampires was that like seen as unChristian or
1: um well yeah satanic yeah it oh, was wow straight up. Yeah, straight up satanic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. It was um. (laughs) Yeah, not. Yeah, that's. I was extremely sheltered, and is it? You were a Southern Baptist nice girl. Is it over the top if I say brainwashed?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. Honestly, like it. You know the stuff that people grow up believing and then how they, you know, those beliefs yeah. change and move. Like having grown up like in a progressive scientific, <laughs> you know, kind of atheist household, I'm like, wow, people actually, you know, <laughs> yes have that journey. And it's just yeah. it it floors me every time. I'm like with so yeah. much respect and everything. It's just yeah crazy. So
2: hmm.
0: yeah. So, so more more modern. More modern. We have Anne Rice, <coughs>
1: Twilight. You made um, me read one of those, didn't you? I <laughs> no. did.
0: What did you make
1: I was it because- Twilight?
0: It was Twilight because okay. while the story is obviously problematic and over melodramatic, <laughs> from from a technical perspective, you know, I wanted you to learn about pacing and cliffhangers because if there's one thing she does well technically in her writing is she sets up the story so that every chapter ends on a oh my god what the fuck now kind of cliffhanger Mm. and I I, the the sparkle thing gets a lot of shit (laughs) however however she I will give her credit for some interesting world building with the sort of bio-ecology of her vampires, that they can live off animals, that they have this sort of vegetarian subculture, that they don't have fangs, but their teeth are just very sharp, that they have a venom that is actually a, you know, a biological tool that would make sense for a predator. Like, and, you know, if you think about, um, if... She actually says, you know, what if they're just a different branch of evolution of the human tree? And, you know, if you're suspending disbelief for fiction, okay, that's not as crazy as some of the other shit I've read about vampire origins. And, you know, if you're talking about prehistoric peoples, you know... It may be something that glittered would be attractive and beautiful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm not a big fan of the like teenage glitter, but I I will <laughs> give her credit for creating an interesting, oops, sorry Kim, <laughs> an interesting <laughs> ecosystem for her vampires.
3: At yes. least she tried something new. It was you know, not just same old, same old. Exactly.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there was the movie with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker, which, wow. <laughs> And now, actually, one of the reasons I wanted to do, you know, vampires this month is because it's leading into, like, vampires are going to be another big thing again because Jungkook of BTS is releasing a vampire photo folio. Like, he's oh, doing this role-playing costume. And am I trying to write the coattails of K-pop and BTS and ARMY? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> no shame. Chasing <laughs> Eggs.
3: <laughs> but on the, that's music right that's not really my music style but those oh, are musicians yeah. right yeah my favorite vampire themed yes music is a song called vampire punk rockers from hell by the goth band incubus Oh okay. there's no better song about vampires than that and the chorus is basically just vampire punk rockers from hell <laughs>
1: I'm we need to link.
0: To, yeah, We need to link to that and uh, see if maybe we can just sample. <laughs> but
2: and
3: yeah. And also remember that the culture has even touched the d d sphere. So you have, for example, Curse of Strahd, where you yep. base, yeah. they basically taking the book Dracula and change the names because, you know, copyright infringements. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
2: right. Although,
1: My, go yeah. Ahead. My husband plays Warhammer. And mm. in that realm, there are there is an army that is essentially vampires. I think. God, forgive me if I've screwed said something <laughs> incorrect. Th- I'm pretty so sure crazy. I've got <laughs> that right. I'm pretty sure there are some vampire-like armies in Warhammer mm. as well. And yeah, it's. I think they're just called the undead or something. I. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, even
0: in video games, like you had Castlevania that got turned into the show on Netflix. Mm. Um, and and also, you know, Dracula is public domain. We had that <laughs> confirmed by a law student. Hi, Roxy. Yes. Um, but... We're going to set that aside because I'm going to take you on a tour of some vampiric rabbit holes that most um, sane, well-adjusted, reasonable, logical adults are probably and thankfully not aware of.
1: Oh, fun.
0: Yeah, this is where
1: if we had tinfoil hats, I would urge you to assume (laughs) them. I have nothing foil around me at all. Oh, I have a foil there you go you you have you have the glowing glittery glowing boar so
0: what i found was it's actually aside from a couple of very niche theories it's very hard to find anything about vampire aliens like hmm. lots of people believe in vampires and ghosts and demons like almost 40 percent of the u.s public believes in ghosts
1: and demons and actual demons Oh yes, yes. I I was you know from the Christian upbringing. Yeah, there is a legit. Well, I say legit. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, spiritual warfare going on around us at all times, fighting for our souls. Yeah, and that like that gives me chills because that's like woo. That's that's what I was raised on.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and on the other side, there are people who are like, yeah, aliens, but like the little Venn diagram in the middle is teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, is it because we really can't, we can only sort of feel comfortable believing one sort of set of extreme beliefs at a time? But you and... usually
3: have a crossover, but there's some sort of purity thing going on with these different monster and... Uh spirituality so you can believe in bigfoot you can believe in chupacabra the vampire mm-hmm. the ghost but you still treat them as different entities because yeah. you don't mix your monsters for a reason they're a bit racist maybe oh, <laughs> in, you know a sense. I a <laughs> <know laughs> yeah you know eugenics <laughs> they're eugenicists <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> he's probably uh, frederick i think you're really on to something there yeah. well yeah I I am going
0: to take us through an exploration of that little slice of the Venn diagram. Okay. So there are, uh, quote unquote, actual vampires. And for them, it's literally a lifestyle choice. Like there have been studies done on these little micro communities um, that sort of popped up in places like San Francisco and New Orleans, really um, kind of reflecting the Anne Rice novels. And they are communities of people who truly believe that they are either psychic or sanguine vampires um, who require either energy or actual blood, real blood, to um, feel in good health. Now, this is – I'm – Going to feel pretty confident in saying well, absolutely one hundred percent psychosomatic, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and actually several uh, very famous serial killers felt that way as well. Like yes. you know, there was Richard Ramirez, there was um, another guy whose name is I'm completely blanking because I still have to finish this, <laughs> yeah, uh, my <laughs> coffee. But yeah, several. There were several very famous prolific serial killers, you know, one of them was just kind of using it as a cover, but the other one literally thought like he was almost relieved when he was caught and he wow. openly confessed and he's like, I didn't know what else to do. Cause I, you know, I believe that if I don't have this blood, oh. I'm going to die. And, wow. you know, clearly mental issues there, but you know, yeah. also yeah. he killed a bunch of people. Yeah, blood bank. Ever heard of it? <laughs> oy, oy, oy. And so, some of these actual vampires are imagined. Um, Other Jen, if you would please explain. <laughs> oh my the God!
1: Picture here. <laughs> There's I don't even know what the hell is going on here. Okay, I found so it on we, Amazon. We have the. Is this a book? Is this a? It's
0: the first uh, book in a seven part series.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so we have. These three people on the cover of, I guess this is a book cover, there's a lady and what looks like two firemen, EMS people, and the two EMS people are green-skinned. I'm going to guess that's aliens. (laughs) Either that or there's a major nutritional
0: deficit. Um,
3: (laughs) I don't know, that looks like the cover of a Shock Tingle novel.
1: <laughs> you may not be oh. wrong because. What's the title? Charmed by the alien vampire fireman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then it's I'm not guessing... Chuck Tingle. What yeah. does it mean? Crimson I'm... Heart wrote yes. it.
1: I'm guessing this is a menage. <laughs> it,
0: it's a menage romance. Um, it's book one of seven, and it's charmed by the alien vampire fill in the blank. Alien vampire cowboys. <laughs> alien vampire. Oh my goodness! Yeah.
2: Oh. So, you know,
0: and no shade to her. Just go. You know, go run with it. Live your life. <laughs> good yep. for you for actually finishing books and putting them out there. And That's she right. apparently has a readership. So yep. good for her. Um, but yeah, so people find ways to embrace alien vampires, but Uh. on a perhaps, um, less happy note, there is the reptilian conspiracy. What? So there's a lot of political muck connected with the reptilian side of things. And while we try not to get too much into politics on this show, I had to suffer through these Google results. So guess what?
1: You do too. Oh dear.
0: <laughs> now, okay. Frederick, you know this name, David Ike.
3: Oh yes, I'm very well uh, familiar with his work.
0: Yes, I, I really want to say David Icky, but because <laughs> it would fit, it'd be like Stroker and Icky. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Or a,
3: a Icky Stroker.
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! I now have the episode graphic. Uh, <laughs> um.
1: Writing it he down. Is a,
0: he is a reporter turned, dare I say, conspiracy nut job. Would that be accurate?
3: A reporter is very kind. He actually was <laughs> a football goalie when he started out. Okay. Wow. There so you go. The soccer, the European football, not the uh, smashing into each other with uh, protection kind of football.
0: <laughs> Although it might have fixed his brain. I don't know. <laughs>
3: but he got this. Uh, Rheumatism in his joints so he couldn't play so he became um soccer announcer or what do you okay. call them soccer sure. speaker mm-hmm. you know yeah, the guys yeah, that speak yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the <laughs> who speak about <laughs> what's happening yeah and then he turned politician mm-hmm. for the green party and then he decided that he was going to be fully turquoise all his clothes was going to be turquoise and then he stopped being a politician and become um Uh, anti-Semitic alien theory
0: um, author. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, And
3: there's a famous clip of him going on to a British television show where they offer, you know, crumbly cookies to their guests. And David Icke, on microphone, starts to eat one, almost choke on it.
0: (laughs) Opportunity missed. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But, yeah, and actually, uh, so... I saw a clip of him, and you know, at the time he was really getting started with the stuff. It, it reminded me very much of um, a legitimate archaeologist and historian named Michael Smith from the UK at the same, who was around at the same time, and like filming documentaries. And I'm like, you know what, David Ike, I think you got jealous
2: mm. because
0: he really like was trying to lean into that look for a while too. So anyway. Um, correct me if I get anything wrong, because I was, I really was just, I couldn't, <laughs> I was struggling with this. So, Ike believes that there is a Babylonian brotherhood made up of genetically modified human, repti- human reptilian aliens who like to drink blood and are plotting a worldwide coup to install a fascist government.
3: Yeah, Whoa. actually it's not his idea from the start, he has stolen that. And oh, yeah. fun fact, it's he, from a guy who calls himself Jan van Helsing.
1: Oh, lovely!
3: <laughs> Can you guess why he calling himself van Helsing?
1: Obviously, a nod to he's trying to kill me. <laughs> <A> nod <laughs> to
0: Dracula and Stoker
1: and the destroyer
0: of
3: no, evil. because van Helsing fights a bloodsucker. Do you know who else are bloodsuckers? The Jews. Jews.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to get bad. So, (laughs) among these um, human reptilian aliens who are plotting a worldwide coup to install a fascist government are President Obama, Queen Elizabeth, oops, um, Mick Jagger, the former chairman of the Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan, is he even still alive, and the
1: prince, I mean, his lizard majesty, King Charles. Oh, my goodness. So, this group believes that those people are alien lizards yes human skin.
3: some believe uh, that they are just part of a reptilian uh, snake worship cult which oh. then I evolved on to the uh, shape-shifting alien crowd
0: yes wow
2: <laughs> Also, most
0: of them, uh, if they're on the American side, would be uh, considered Democrats because, you know, there's the uh, Democrats who apparently like to drink the blood of children. Oh, yeah. uh, But so... The exciting part of these reptilians is that they drink blood, which is our vampire alien connection. <laughs> Yay, I oh my did it. goodness. But blood drinking is especially problematic when you talk about these reptilian aliens because these guys are associated with the globalists. Okay. Which, as we know from the stupid Stonehenge episode, the Georgia Guidestones. Yes. Is a fucking anti-Semitic dog whistle label for Jewish people. Oh, right. Ugh. Yeah. Globalists, Davos, the World Economic Forum
3: <laughs> won't oh, yeah. own
0: anything and you'll like it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And-, and a lot of that comes from the elders of Zion or the protocols Ugh. of the elders of Zion. And uh, Ike is referring a lot to that document in his writing. Same with Janu Jan van Helsing or Janu Do Howley, as he's called. Um who is also getting a lot of their inspiration from other, um, what do you call those, uh, Holocaust deniers, such as yep. David oh. Irvin, David L. Hagen, oh. and Jermal Rudolph, and people like that. You know, and this yay. is
0: today. This isn't like, <laughs> mm, right. you know, people are like into this today.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you know, the blood drinking we go all the way back to medieval times when the favorite pastime on long winter nights without the internet was rounding up the neighborhood Jews, accusing them of blood libel, i.e. drinking the blood of Christian children, and probably torturing or beating them to death, and then confiscating their property, and of course making sure that the good Christian monarchs and the church got their share through the tithing.
1: Oh, <gasps> this is like the
0: witch, the, yeah, Salem witch trials. Salem witch, oh my god.
3: Yeah. Oh. There's a fun little, or not fun, that's maybe the wrong word in all of this. (laughs) Edit. edit. (laughs) Let's
0: just take it where we can get it. It's fun. (laughs) But
3: um, one interesting aspect I find with the vampires, and when we're on the bloodline, well, that the idea of vampires actually saved a lot of women back then because you either had a vampire or a witch. And Mm -hmm. it's maybe better to, you know, dig up someone and burn their corpse than putting a lady in the river with a lot of ropes and stones. So there's been theorized among some scholars, for example, Richard Sugg uh, from England, Mm -hmm. that the vampire has actually saved a lot of women from hex or witch trial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, so remember when we did our hot drunk news episode recent, like back in September, and I talked about the, 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 woman that they dug up in germany this is mm.
1: a little familiar so they had
0: put a rusty lock on her toe <gasps> oh, okay i remember that and then they literally um put like a i forget what it was was it a shovel it was it was some sort of farm it was a scythe i think and they okay. literally just a you
3: know, scythe
0: uh, oh, across the cross her her neck so if she literally tried to sit up it would slice her head
1: off so if she tried to come back undead she would sit up and the and just go right through the the blade decapitating herself exactly I remember that now
0: yeah Yeah. Van Helsing
1: could have taken a page from that (laughs) yeah (laughs) or as
3: you did in America you in the 1800s buried people that face down so mm-hmm. the vampire would get lost and take down to the you know center <laughs> the hell, of the earth yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was a huge vampire scare in the um like late 18th early 19th century in New England and yeah, part of it was
3: tuberculosis yeah.
0: because you would cough up blood oh, so you'd have these people with bloody wow. mouths and you oh. know it, yeah it there was yeah, and also sometimes when you died in the winter, it, the ground was too hard to dig. You know, because right. you've got all the ice and the snow and then you get to the frozen ground, so they would keep you in the barn until Ooh. until thaw. Oh, and then you would thaw and sometimes, you know, you they'd become kind of supple again. Yes. Yeah.
1: Not cool. No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, now, the
3: last known vampire exhumation in the U.S. was in 1892.
0: Does not surprise me. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there was shit <laughs> closer to home on the timeline. Yeah,
3: line. the official date <laughs> is yeah, 1892. Right? <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: So, I know we're sort of between laughing and crying. But let's okay. go a little further cuz you know what in 2013 a public policy poll found that as many as 12 million Americans believed this. Wait, 12 B- million 12 million Americans believed in the reptilian oh blood drinking cabal. Dear. Okay, yeah. we That's we're 2013.
1: We're relocating. <laughs>
0: we are relocating. This is 2013. This is pre-QAnon. This is pre-Comet Ping Pong Pizza, which uh, our friend and co-host Kim has been to and lives near and is yeah. like, yeah, it's just pizza. Oh, wow. <laughs> and there's a reason we talk about this and we do mythology and we try and like deglamorize mythology because there are some real consequences. Um and this shit matters. So in 2019, yeah. Bucky Wolf, a member of the Proud Boys, do I really have to explain that? No. Yeah. He killed his own brother by stabbing him in the head with a four foot sword because he believed he was a lizard. Oh,
1: my word. He, referen- he
0: killed his own brother. Because he believed he was a reptilian. Holy crap. Talking to the police, he referenced everything from the Illuminati to QAnon to the theory of Democrats drinking baby's blood to stay young and beautiful. Get your (sighs) money back, Democrats, if you are doing that right. (laughs) (laughs) It is not working. Go back to the Botox. And he was also a faithful watcher of Alex Jones's Infowars. Oh, this. And in 2021 closer to home here in California, surfer-turned-preacher-turned-QAnon-believer Matthew Coleman of Santa Barbara was indicted in the crime of killing his two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter because he allegedly believed that his wife had unwittingly passed on serpent DNA to them and they would destroy the world if they were allowed to grow up.
3: Oh, Oh. did I mention
0: he killed them with a spear-fishing gun and dumped their bodies in Mexico? Oh, shit. That's...
3: Yeah. That's
0: that's horrible things like
3: this (laughs) is it it it,
0: it, it, it's not (laughs) just funny it's fucking pernicious and dangerous yeah and yeah
3: yeah that's (laughs) the thing when people ask what's the harm with ancient aliens or um yeah you know the illuminati well let the the QAnoners
0: do their thing
3: yeah but on the surface it's all well and good but then you get to you know the things like this. And there's actual harm in much of this pseudoscience, even in chiropractic that many accept yeah. as a decent amount. They have cases with children being mm-hmm. uh, snapped necks on and things like that. So there is a harm to these uh, pseudoscientific beliefs that even, um, yeah, that's why we shouldn't just laugh at it and just watch the other way. We should Actually, maybe acknowledge it and deal with it, and then, as maybe other yen might uh, profess, it's a long journey from coming from belief to a different worldview, and that's yes. a journey that everybody needs to take by themselves in yeah. their mm-hmm. way. But um, having we people also need talking, to be compassionate
0: yes. and like be ready to listen and help. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's- I we have family members on my husband's side who. Are deep, like I get texts about globalists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it. You know, this man was a scientist.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, just because you have a degree doesn't make you immune to strange ideas. Usually, people with degree are experts in one very narrow, particular field. Yep. yep, and also have the curse of thinking that they know better than everybody else, and have a tendency to succumb to bad ideas, too. Mm -hmm. So just that somebody has a PhD is not a, um, a, you know, yeah. And yet you
0: you would think that, like, the fact that they understand scientific method as a principle, (laughs) like, shouldn't it just be, like, burned into your brain that this can be extrapolated to everything?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it should. But you can get these pet ideas and not really want to look deeper into it, yeah. and therefore just ignoring. That's how you can get all these several doctors, all of them in literature for some reason in ancient aliens, for example.
2: <laughs> I yeah. yeah.
1: So
0: yeah, I can think of
1: a. I know with my day job, I encounter a lot of PhDs, and. One in particular pops to mind uh, with this discussion that, as Frederick said, this particular PhD is on point and so full of fact, actual science knowledge in a very small category. But some of the other stuff that I have heard come out of this person's mouth, I am like, what the hell are are you going senile what (laughs) what this just does not jive you're science. You are science. Right. How are it, you, it hurts. How are you saying this How do you believe this? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> so trying yeah. to bring us up just a
0: little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, Jen, I have another little uh, <gasps> picture I'd like you to describe. But first, oh. I will say that the Elizabeth Warren mentioned in this is a Democrat And clearly, you know, uh, she's a lovely lady. She's a senator from Massachusetts. She was my senator for years. I'm pretty sure she's not a vampire or any kind of (laughs) blood drinker. But please uh, tell us
1: what you see. So you gave us a screenshot from what looks like an Amazon book listing. Yes. The title of the book? elizabeth warren and the vampire aliens the tweets of elizabeth warren afternoon books oh my god listed in nonfiction. oh it is listed in non-fiction so somebody took her tweets and compiled them into a book i'm guessing yeah is that uh, what's happened i did not look inside Okay, I'm glad to hear you did not <laughs> look inside. I have done enough damage to my algorithms with this. Yeah. Um it I'll read a little bit of the summary. Mm-hmm. Don't really know how it happened. The government never really told us all the details about how aliens came down from another planet and lived <laughs> amongst us. Nor did they tell us how these aliens were vampires. Really, alien vampires coming down to Earth and living among us. Do I have to keep reading this? No, oh because this is
2: actually oh, trying, <laughs>
1: this is trying to sell a book. Um, I do want to point out there are, from this screenshot, no reviews.
0: No, and I I did scroll down through it and there are no reviews. I, and it doesn't even really have a ranking. <laughs> and it's
1: been published we are approaching three years mm-hmm. the, from the published date. And so I take heart in there being no reviews. <laughs> That's a yeah. little bit of good news that I'm going to cling to on this. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. So let's take our leave of QAnon and the Reptilians for the moment and <laughs> go back to doing what we do best. Ripping mythology a new one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so now we move on to the section called "If you can't Mythology right, then just fucking don't <laughs> and um so while doing some Google free association and researching for this topic, which, along with the stupid stonehenge, uh has completely ruined all of my search results. um, so I just give up. I the key is
3: pro- private surfing
0: right uh, <laughs> I you know, I should have, but. No, I didn't. (laughs) I even set up an alert for it. That was my downfall. Um, (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. So I came across a link to a post. It was either on Reddit or Quora um, that references the scriptures of Delphi as having an ancient Greek vampire
1: myth. I feel like you've mentioned that before.
0: Yeah. I don't remember
1: what it is, though.
0: So... You know, obviously Reddit and Quora can go one way or the other with like being incredibly insane or actually people being like kind of right on the money and very erudite and whatever. And I'm pretty fucking literate when it comes to ancient sources. And I have read a lot about the Oracle of Delphi, but I never heard of the scriptures of Delphi. Have you guys?
3: No, and just the name doesn't really sound right from a Greek perspective.
1: Yeah. So... The However, Delphi. I've but haven't we mentioned the word Delphi before? Yes, the Oracle or of Delphi I... the Oracle of Delphi. Okay. And, okay. and
0: that's a weird place.
3: Talked,
0: yeah. We talk we talked about it in the um fuck the a uh, fuck the Roman holiday episode. Okay. Because the Romans right. would okay. go to Delphi and kind of be like, how quaint.
1: Er, okay, now it's coming yeah. back to me. So Got
0: it. I do try to keep an open mind. And I'd totally be up for finding a cool little known source. So I followed the breadcrumbs and found what seemed like the original post about it on a website called Gods and Monsters. Mm. Oh. Now, again, a title like that could go one way or another. It could be like, here's a catchy title to my website, but here's a cataloging of sources of ancient gods and monsters. Or it could be... Um. Well, conveniently, there's a subheading. What are the scriptures of Delphi? Pretty oh. promising? Yes?
1: No? Because <laughs> this is how the subject starts. Other Jen, would you? Okay. I first came into contact with the writings via an acquaintance of mine from back in my early 20s. This person, who doesn't want me to use his real name, so we'll call him Dan, knew about my interest in mythology for some time before he finally told me about a connection that he had to the subject. It turns out that Dan comes from a family whose lineage goes back thousands of years, don't we all, to the area around the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea. When Dan was a child, his grandfather, an immigrant from Greece, would tell him stories about ancient Greek mythology because he wanted the old traditions to continue on in America. Okay, okay. so just that's, to this point, that's cute, fair, right? Sure. Sure. Many of these stories apparently involved prophecies and visions from the oracles of Delphi. And there
0: are plenty of myths about that, that so far, so, you know, so tracking.
1: Okay. Dan's grandfather insisted that their ancestors had lived in the city of Delphi and that some had even worked at Apollo's temple where the oracles (sighs) did their readings. And now we go off the rails.
0: (laughs) Basically, this guy, Dan's grandfather, was really sad that Dan wasn't interested in mythology, but just in case, Uh. wrote down a bunch of these old ancestral family stories. Okay. Mind you, Dan's granddad is basically claiming he can trace their family ancestry back 3,000 years. Oh. Sir, I'd like to see the documentation. Oh, wait, I can't. Um... (laughs) Because it turns out that Dan's granddad didn't even name this collection of stories. So, either Frederick or Jen, whoever feels up to it. And um, now in
3: Spanish. (laughs) 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 This collection of stories and notes is what I refer to as the scriptures of Delphi. For two reasons. First, because that term is used occasionally in the notes that accompany the stories. Secondly... Because it needed a name. And that one, yeah, it sounded good.
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) So, yeah,
0: hopes come (sighs) crashing down. Now, to no one's shock and surprise, the owner of the Gods and Monsters website doesn't actually have a copy of these scriptures of Delphi. Of course not. Because apparently... Dan really isn't happy about his interest in these documents.
3: But didn't he first say that he was told about these documents because he had an interest in the documents?
0: Well, so he, I think Dan was just trying <laughs> right? to shut his friend up. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got these things too. I know about mythology. Okay.
1: Uh, got yeah, it.
0: Probably backfired if any of this is true. So... um Dan really isn't happy about his interest in these documents. He lets the guy look at them and either take photos or this guy has a photographic memory because he managed to translate them and oh. put them up on his website.
1: So okay. there are this, several oh, myths contained in I'm these going, scriptures. Are you ready? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm now coming down on. Asking for a friend. It it's- sounds like
3: Georgios Sokolos has written this. He's also referring to unknown sources that he has no way of <laughs> I either know. show you yeah. or I, being I able have to a little story it. about
0: the guy who actually runs this <laughs> okay. website. Okay. I'm saving it because it's okay. fucking icing on the what the fuck cake. Carry um. on.
1: <laughs> the myths in these script- scriptures. I'm doing air quotes for scripture. I burned my tongue <laughs> saying
0: that word. The, the Taurus myth. The mythology Torn. of cancer. Capricorn <gasps> mythology. The Virgo myth. What? The vampire origin story.
1: The vampire Bible. Oh, wow. I mean, it
0: sounds totally legit to me. I don't know about you.
1: So we have constellations. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Only when a I couple sp- of them, mind see, you. Yeah. Oh, Capricorn. That's me. Um. So is that myth supposed to be about me? Perhaps uh, supposed to relate to it. You know what? We can <laughs> do don't... a deep dive on that one. Oh shit! Me and my big mouth.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Now that now it's on. Now it's on. I'm All right. Writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> so the vampire Bible. Yeah, it really isn't a Bible, even though Dan's family says it is, because. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Frederick, if you would give us their definition of Bible.
3: Yeah, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, you're not supposed to start a speech by saying according to (laughs) Merriam-Webster's dictionaries. And then secondly, (laughs) it says the sacred scriptures of some other religion to publication that... Preeminent, especially in authoritativeness and or wide readership.
1: Oh, that okay? Can I? yep Let's see if I've had an accurate little light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. Simply having wide readership validates using the term Bible.
0: Um, I it, I think it has. I think it's part of it, but I think it has to be some sort of like authoritative source or guide. So like if there was, you know, if like say in accounting, there is a document that sets out, this is how you do double entry, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. And, you know, all accountants in the world are like, yeah, this is how you do it. That would be the <laughs> double ledger or
1: double-entry Bible. You're killing me with the vocabulary, but yes. I, whatever.
0: I'm, I'm trying to make it fucking relevant. I'm letting it go. You're killing me, small, but I'm letting it go. You know, I have changed the way I chop onions now because of you. Um, yes. So there is hope. So this version yeah, of a okay. Bible... Yeah, It's basically just about vampires and vampire-like people, their origin story, and how they were basically part of an underground cult. Some of these bits are written in fragments, incomplete sentences, just dashed off as if in a hurry. Um, oh. But there's a reason for this. So okay. just in case you still have doubts about these scriptures. We (laughs) learn that the vampire Bible stories are not just from Dan's grandfather, but from his grandfather's mother. In other words, Dan's great-grandmother was the one who told the
1: stories. And other Jen, if you would. Okay. It turns out that Dan's great-grandmother- Dan's grandfather's mother <laughs> he was literally said, puts it in there <laughs> was said to have the gift of prophetic visions herself she wrote down the notes to the vampire bible from visions that she had of the past both Dan's great grandmother believed that this gift was proof that her ancestors had not only worked with the oracles in Delphi but in fact were some of the oracles themselves
0: first of all a prophetic vision cannot be about the past it's about the future like oh just let's put a in that oh and right but,
3: um that's sorry to no, chime no. in please there, do but, um, yeah. i recognize that from uh, the sleeping prophets uh, he was um Prophet in the early 1900s. I don't remember his real name, but it's from him we, for example, get the Hall of Records under the swings. But mm. he was basically literate, but he slept and had dreams about earlier lives where he could trace his lineage back to uh, the Atlanteans and how they escaped Atlantis and fled to Egypt to build a giant library under the swings that would open in 1998 of all years. <laughs> and uh, usher in a new era of Britney Spears and <laughs> y-
0: you know baby they did it again <laughs> but yeah i mean so you can have visionary dreams but prophecy technically is forward looking so um and you know look I- i'm i'm not taking issue with the idea that dan's great grandmother you know, was sort of seen among people she knew as a prophetess because, you know, at the end of <clears> the 19th century, turn of the 20th, um, it was a thing. Like, my great-grandmother Antonia Zupicich in Istria was known as a prophetess. Interesting. And, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, especially when I look at her as a historical source, because okay. there is a way to accept the truth of her life and her experience within a historical context and narrative, but she's not somebody you footnote in your dissertation <laughs> as an authoritative <laughs> source of you know concrete fact. You know, right. Right.
3: She, well the prophets and um, people have played a part in earlier civilizations and. Uh, things like that so we shouldn't just kick them to the curb but um, maybe not take them as authoritative uh, statements on historical sources and right. there's better Ex- documents to use.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I think it's fascinating that, you know, uh, in a very very catholic devout, you know, region they were like, "Yeah, she's a prophetess. That's cool. Like, shouldn't that be a witch?" But you know, yeah, and the then Catholic
3: actually... has very strange ideas about magic, and it can yeah. exist and be illegal at the same time. You have the yeah. vampire Pope, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Pope Innocent the VII Seventh or Eighth, who One of them. was <laughs> drinking blood to get uh, uh, healthy again.
0: Yeah, oh. but that's not blood libel at all. Um, but you know, there's. But here's the thing. Like, here's an example of one of those stories about her. So, after World War One, the um, Italians took over management and ownership of Istria um, because it had been part of the Austria-Hungarian Empire, and when they lost World War One, you know, they got divided up, and you know, Italy got Istria, and so they were in the twenties digging up um, the local cemetery and digging up the old Istrians in order to make room for the Italians. Oh shit. And Damn. my grandmother was w- my great grandmother. Sorry. My great, great grandmother um, was one of those that they dug up. And when they uh, dug her up, her coffin opened and Uh-oh. she was as fresh As the day she died. (gasps) Like literally there are stories about this. And I mean, there are scientific explanations as well. Yes. But basically everybody at that moment dropped their tools and yeeted on out of there. Cause you know, she'd been dead a while. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's a very rare occurrence. And if it did happen, you know, again, this is just, you know, and I can trace that one particular branch of my mom's family back to the 1500s, but I nearly went blind doing it. And yeah, anything before 1500 starts to get really dicey. And like, you're looking at church records and like handwriting and Latin and woo. but you know what? Um, Dan's great grandmother apparently doesn't need that. She can just say <laughs>
2: whatever. <laughs> so you
0: know what? My ancestors go all the way back to the Oracle of Delphi on the, my mom's side and the Anunnaki on my dad's side. <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go. Yeah. You're so, of
3: the princely seed then.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I might she, even be part reptilian, who knows. You would have been um so the phrase that comes to me immediately is the un- incorruptible saints in the Catholic yeah, church.
0: That's exactly where
1: yeah the bodies are. And I'm doing air quotes, miraculously preserved after death. They defy. Saponification. You ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, They defy <laughs> that normal process of decomposition and it's miracle because. Miracolo. Um,
0: but I mean, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked enough in a, in our hot drunk news episodes about things that have been dug up. Miraculously right. preserved because there's yeah. temperature and yes. pH and soil and whatever, but it's called anyway.
1: science.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ever heard of it. So- oh,
3: can I talk about digging things up? I yes. Think we don't have yes. time for it, but. <laughs>
0: yes, please. No, please, please, please. No, please, please, please. The-
3: no but keep- there's a lot of things, for example, in archaeology, we find most things in deserts, hot climates, mm-hmm. and. Uh, earth that has a lot of chalk in the ground so for oh, example, if you excavate
2: around,
3: yeah if you ex- excavate around stockholm and Uppsala here in sweden you find next to nothing of organic materials uh, wood or things like that because it's mm-hmm. decomposed, Same with bodies but if you go to gotland you can't put your shovel in the earth before you find either a grave or <laughs> wow <laughs> so they're there's a lot of chalk on Gotland, meaning that all the skeleton preserves it much better than in other mm-hmm. places, which means that we can actually find the graves there. So, if you read history books about Northern Europe, they will usually talk about Gotland because there is where all the graves can be found if they yeah. have like metal or pearls or things in it. So, there is a lot of science on what gets preserved and what we can learn just based on the earth, basically.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. I mean, remember we talked about that um, giant wheel of butter that they dug up from a bog? Yes. Like a 2,000 year old butter. Yeah. yeah. And it was still edible.
2: <laughs> Allegedly, Gross, but
0: edible. I, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Anywhoosie. So back to Dan's great grandma. So, yes. All is not lost because, uh, Frederick, if you would.
3: Them himself, though, does not believe in any of this and thinks that if anyone finds out about it, they will just think his family is delusional.
1: Team Dan! Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Team Dan, the voice of reason! <laughs> and but why know... do
3: he put this in the story? He doesn't need to put this in the story, or is it just that he wants to have, you know... Uh,
0: plausible deniability. I'm reasonable. I see all sides. (laughs) There you go. I'm above the paradigm. And, you know, maybe website guy is going to have a redeemable moment because the next subheading is, are they real? Other Jen. And I, I did
1: pick this bit for you
0: specially.
1: Okay. Okay. Do you want me to read this in Southern Baptist Mean Girl? Or no, is this I think just straight, just Straight. you're okay. going to have enough trouble with it. As <laughs> okay. It is. The question that I know is on the minds of a lot of people who have read this far is how legitimate these stories and writings are. Yeah. It's a fair question, but one that is hard to answer. No, it's not. How do you define what is legitimate or real when it comes to mythology. I can tell you, Kate, I'm already triggered. (sighs) We do know for certain that these papers were written by Dan's grandfather and great-grandmother and are not some ancient texts from thousands of years ago. Okay. At the same time, these papers are as physically real as any texts that are written at any other time in history. So he's saying that there's paper the fact that it's on but that's paper fucking relevant (laughs) that doesn't make it fact versus fiction every written word was written by someone so who's (laughs) to say these words matter and who's to say whose words matter and whose don't i can't oh my god keep going This very question presents a challenge for me in particular because I have several articles on this site that discuss the myths from the scriptures of Delphi alongside those that have existed since ancient times. Can you say fan fiction? If the (laughs) scriptures are indeed real stories that have been passed on orally through generations since ancient times than they are, indeed, as ancient as the stories that were written down centuries ago. Stories! I, they are stories!
3: <laughs> I mean, it sounds as this was written by the author of My Immortal in the style of E.E. E. Cummings while listening to <laughs> Van Daniken. <laughs> I'm not sure if I understand English any longer. <laughs>
0: What are these words? Why are they screaming and on fire?
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Where's the punctuation? I mean, it's...
0: (laughs) Well, but also, like, I think I pointed this out in the episode that we talked about of ancient aliens. Like, they start with a fact that we can all acknowledge like okay these were written by dan's grandfather and great-grandmother and they're not texts from thousands of years ago (laughs) so he he gets our buy-in and then once we're assuming he's correct about that he is hoping to maintain it through all the rest of these very reasonable i'm just asking right
3: i'm just asking questions you can't hold me liable for this Because if it's wrong, I was just asking questions. If I'm right, well, I didn't ask questions. I was teaching you. But uh... yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: But you you know Frederick? Yeah. Your opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Because the website guy has a comeback for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The truth is, we'll never know for sure how accurate the scriptures of Delphi or the Vampire Bible are, but isn't that true of all mythology?
2: Oh wow!
0: I mean,
3: uh, mythology isn't even supposed to be true from the start. That's why it's called mythology. It's right. not even ding, 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 written ding, ding. to be taken as literal accounts of history if we would compare to the religion of the Bible where it's written as history. And then we can discuss in there how true it is, but that's a different uh, discussion. And a
0: different definition of the Bible, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, mythology isn't even meant to be, but um, how do we know that something you just made up isn't real? Well, because you just made it up. If it's (laughs) real, show me the real scriptures dating back to the (laughs) oracle of uh, Delphi or... Anything like yeah. that. But that's the thing we see all the time with these uh, pseudoscientists, that they reference stuff, but they never show you their work. Oh, I read in this clay tablet, which clay tablet? They are all mm-hmm. numbered. We can all go and look at them today. Everything is digital. What number? Right. Yes. It's yeah. on a tablet somewhere. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't.
0: <laughs> well, so... Now we get to the reason I called him Website Guy. Okay. Because the guy who wrote this website, his name is Mike Belmont.
1: Should I know that name? You I won't, know but that name. <laughs> so yeah, I was
3: contemplating to quote him instead of the quotes you had written in earlier. Yeah,
1: but guess what?
0: <laughs> Belmont, as in the vampire slaying clan from the game and anime series Castlevania.
1: Oh, so whoever whoever this person is that's made this website is hiding behind a fake name. I mean, it could be the guy's actual last name, but even I have my
0: limits and I can't even anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. So, but okay. okay. now...
2: <laughs>
3: but wait, isn't the vampire Bible within the Castlevania? Um, it was a long time I saw that... Serious, but I'm sure well, they have it... a vampire Bible in the show.
0: Oh, if they, I'm going to have to rewatch and see if they actually do. I know that they have like Carmilla, they have Dracula, they, they actually have a lot of interesting like uh, references to the history of, of the actual Dracula. But okay. um, anyway, let's get on to the main course. Or
3: uh, They call it the Grimoire in Castlevania. Oh, but they okay. have a vampire Bible.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm messaging Kim to see uh, if she knows because I feel like she's watched it. Yeah, but so yeah. we're going
0: to talk about the myth of Ambrogio or the first ancient Italian vampire. Can you spot oh. the mistake? Um,
3: I'm Ambrogio. I'm Italian vampire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Ancient and Italian do not go together. Oh, you were Roman or Etruscan or Or Greek colony. There was no Italy. Oh, there wasn't even an Italy till the 19th century.
3: Quite rare, or you would have been a Venice or a Roman or one of the city states, but uh...
0: Paduan, uh, Milanese, <laughs> like, yeah. So, but oh, wow. he, this is okay. Ambrogio, the first ancient Italian vampire.
2: Okay. All
0: right. So, here we go. Ambrogio was a young hunter and adventurer who was born and raised in Italy. Hey. But he had always wanted to travel to Greece. There was no fucking Greece at the time. It was all city-states, remember? Athens and Sparta (laughs) and Corinth and blah, blah, blah. And he wanted to have his fortune told by the Oracle of Delphi. Eventually, he got his shit together, got on a boat, and made the journey to Delphi.
1: Mm. Now I'm getting the whole title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The oracular
0: (laughs) headquarters were basically the temple of Apollo, the sun god. That much is true. Okay, the Pythia, aka the oracles, um, but that's actually not plural. Just, okay, yeah, the Pythia was the oracle. Oh, okay, singular. <laughs> Would sit inside the temple and get inspired by Apollo to give prophecies to those who came to get a reading. I guess. Oh. Except that's not how it worked. You had to be rich and or famous, preferably and, and there were seasonal limitations. Oh. And yeah, you couldn't just be like, hey, can I get my fortune told over here?
1: <laughs> so this is not like going to a carnival and getting, you know, your palm read. No, this would be like going to have an audience with the Pope and being like, so oh. do you see
0: love in my future? <laughs> like that's how this is. Yeah. So, I just want you know, to
3: mention that they represent this very well in the computer game Assassin's Creed Odyssey. With oh. The whole line outside the temple, so you can't just go into the Oracle. You need special invitation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and wait in line. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: But there's a lot of Ambrosius outside who thinks they can show up and just get inside <sighs> yeah. the temple. You know, oh, and there were goodness. probably
0: people who made money outside the temple by being like, "Yeah, I got a whiff of that hor- holy oracle gas." I I can tell you. We'll talk or about that. Or selling tickets
3: to get inside, scalping.
0: Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> we go. Cuz <'Cause laughs> also when we did the uh Fuck the Roman Holiday uh part 2 and we <laughs> talked about the Romans who would travel, you know, there were ticket scalpers, there were guides, there were people who would try to, you know, scam you. So right. anyway, young Ambrojo gets to the temple and goes to see the Pythia and is like, yo, how about a prophecy?
3: And I, <gasps> I,
0: I feel for the sake of accuracy, we should share the Pythia's response word for word. Jen? Oh. Is this
1: the mean girl moment?
2: Or still Have straight? it.
1: <laughs> I'll play it straight. The Pythia, whose words were often cryptic, said only a few words. The curse, the moon, the blood will run. Oh, that's okay. See, that yeah. makes me bring up images of vampires. And is yeah. that the intent? Con- Convenience.
3: Not really how the Greek would see a vampire if it would have been fruits and nuts. All for it. Okay. Maybe some goat milk. Yes. Yeah. Blood, moon. No. The Greeks' oh. vampires walk the streets in daylight. They just mm-hmm. looked red and bloated, so Got it. you know, lot of Germans of vacation type of vibe to it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, but also like they, um, you know, they also had the version of the vampire who was oh surprise a highly sexualized woman. Oh okay, who came to you at night? Oh uh, honey, yeah. it wasn't me. <laughs> so. This totally wasn't what he was expecting. Even worse, it's not like he could ask for a refund. He came all that way. I mean, literally weeks by boat. And, How yeah, do you travel
3: see, weeks on the Mediterranean on yeah. Boats?
1: It, it, Wait, Yeah, That <laughs> shouldn't take weeks, should it?
3: No, I mean, it shouldn't take weeks. <laughs> if you no, know but... where you're going. If you're lost, maybe.
0: (laughs) Well, but also like depending on what kind of boat you could get, how far it would go, you know, might have had to wait. (laughs) But also like see our (laughs) "Fuck the Roman Holiday" part two about how it was to travel by boat because yeah, not fun. Um, so he comes all this way and he gets cursed moon blood. Like, what is he going to get his period? But whatever. He has a crappy night camping outside the temple. And when he wakes up is like, whatever, I guess I better walk back to the town. And as he's walking toward the town, he sees a beautiful young woman in white walking toward the (gasps) temple. He yeets on over and is like, how you doing? And she's like, oh, hi, I'm Celine. And my sister is an oracle. I usually head to the temple to take care of her while she's high. Oh, my goodness. And Ambrogio and Celine meet every morning as she's on her way to the temple and they fall in love. Okay.
3: On Um, his last
0: day in Greece, (laughs) Ambrogio asks
3: The Bible or the teenage novel?
1: Right?
0: <laughs> it, it, it's Shakespeare. Um, Ambrogio <laughs> asks Celine to marry him. She's like, yeah, let me just go home and pack my shit, and I'll meet you here tomorrow, and we can leave together. Oh, this, we know this isn't going to go well. And we also know that's not how marriage worked in the ancient world. <laughs> just saying. But guess what? Apollo had been watching. Of course. He actually fancied Celine and was jealous and angry that Ambrogio would dare to interfere with his temple maidens. And okay, this is ac- this kind of tracks. Like Apollo's a okay. bit of a petty bitch and he plays around and you know, okay, not too bad. You you you're like veering towards accuracy, but don't worry, it doesn't last. Okay. So that night, <laughs> Apollo goes to Ambrogio and curses him so that from that day forth, the slightest touch of sunlight, because Apollo is supposed to be the god of the sun, hint, he's not, would oh. burn Ambrogio's skin. Oh, Ambrogio is like, well, this sucks. I won't be able to meet Celine. Plus, I hate mm-hmm. being sunburned. He decides he's got to protect himself and take shelter in a cave that leads to the underworld. Okay. I can give him this much. But, okay. um, yeah, I'm going to have to ask uh, Frederick to read the next bit because <laughs> I... I- I wrote a book on this, and yeah. anyway, please, <laughs> please.
3: Hades, bog Pogiemi. No, I can't. <laughs> 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 I can't translate the Polish just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to his tale and made him a deal: if he could steal the silver bow of Artemis and bring it back. Hades would grant him and Selene protection in the Underworld. A deal specified that Hades would give Ambrosia a magical wooden bow, plus one, and eleven arrows, plus two, to hunt with. (laughs) He was to offer his hunting trophies to Artemis in order to gain her favor and steal her silver bow. As collateral... Ambrogio had to leave his soul in Hades until he returned with the bow. Should he return without the silver bow, he would have to live in Hades forever, never to return to Celine, having no other choice. Ambrogio agreed, and I think I started to... Lose ability to read towards the end in self defense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's, it, it, it's, it's this. It's
1: not your fault. This is just bullshit. This <laughs> totally reads like a video game. It does mm-hmm. absolutely, or like a, a campaign for D anD. D This is yeah. what I or a <laughs> Russian uh, fairy tale. Oh uh, yes, like the Russian fairy tales. Yeah,
0: where you go find you have, me the cup of life you know, the cup, the sacred yeah. cup, so I can get the waters of life and death.
1: <laughs> you have all these little side journeys. Exactly. Side quests that you have to take. This is,
0: yeah. Okay. But also, this is not how Hades works.
1: Okay. He is
0: literally <laughs> one of the most unbothered gods in all of Greek mythology. Like, yeah, he does, he cuts a deal when he's kind of backed into a corner, like when mm-hmm. Zeus is like, um, you got to cough up Persephone or, um, you know, Orpheus has all this favor of the gods on his side. And when he comes to rescue his wife, Hades is kind of like, OK, I guess I have to give you this one. Or Hercules or Heracles comes and rescues somebody like there are some specific instances. But yeah. Hades isn't just like, you know, OK, bye, let's make a deal.
3: Does not really look people up. People come always to him, except for um, I forgot her name. His wife Penelope, Persephone, Perfe- Persephone, Persephone. Yeah, yeah. He does. He stays in his domain because there's mm-hmm. where he's king. Why would he go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's going around like Apollo or Zeus turning into swans, making deals, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um,
0: we're gonna get to um, the swans. Oh, so
1: fun! Because <laughs>
0: there are swans here. Oh. And we're not done yet because Ambrogio is like, yeah, she's going to freak if she doesn't see me there in the morning. So you know what? I got parchment and I think he means papyrus motherfucker. Wow. But no writing implement or ink, except that wouldn't have been an issue because you could get a reed from the river. Um, yeah. And he's like, I know I can kill a swan and use its feather for a quill and its blood for ink because that totally won't freak her out. <laughs> oh, and if you remember our Tabula Rasa episode, yeah. um, quills weren't really a thing. They didn't use quills. Right. They no. used reed styluses. Mm-hmm. But yep. that's okay. He writes with a quill in blood on a piece of parchment and leaves oh. a note for her under the tree and then <laughs> yeets on out of there for the sun and goes and hides in a cave for the day. So Celine finds the note and is like, oh, God damn it. But she's like, you know what? I guess I shouldn't do anything to piss off Apollo, so I'll just go to work and pretend everything is okay. <laughs> and then the next morning, she finds another swan blood note, but this time, it's a poem. It's a romantic poem. Oh, dear. <laughs> Personally, I'd be like, uh, nice, but not solving my problem. So what are we going to do, Ambrogio, huh? But this shit went on for 44 days. <laughs> Oh. Why? I don't fucking know. Like isn't he supposed to be doing a thing for Hades to get his soul back? And where did the 11 arrows go? What is happening? Oh, yeah. And this is clearly a swanocide. Oh, 44 right. local 44 <laughs> local swans go missing. <laughs> <laughs> like if you go to Delphi today and there are no swans, there is a reason. <laughs> <laughs> So Ambrogio does make sure to dedicate every swan murder to Artemis because he's like, let's be real. I'm probably not going to get a hold of her cool bow, which means that Hades gets to keep his soul. How is he not worried about this? But maybe if he sucked up to her enough, maybe she'd give him the bow. Worst plan ever. Or at least help him with his little Apollo problem. Okay. So on night 45, Ambrogio goes to do some more swan murder. Except this time he misses. Oh my word. But don't breathe a sigh of relief on the part of the swan just yet because Ambrogio falls to the ground and weeps and prays to Artemis. Oh, he pulls like a Jonathan Harker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except he doesn't go down into the left. <laughs> now, Artemis, who's the goddess of the hunt, you know, she's, you know, associated with the moon. Um, okay. You know, she's uh, uh, the virgin huntress, basically. Uh-huh. She actually notices this and is like, oh, eh, he's been pretty good at dedicating his prey to me. So let's see what he wants. And this is actually kind of on brand for Artemis because she's somewhat sympathetic, ironically, to whiny, wimpy little men. It's oh. like it, it's like the big, burly, masculine guys. She's like, fuck you. OK, so she allows him to borrow her silver bow and a single arrow to get one more try. And you better hope that he's not going to use this last swan to write a poem and that he has come up with some kind of fucking plan by this point. I doubt it. Instead, he yeets on out of there with the bow back to the cave of Hades because he's got his soul on layaway there. Oh, right. Yes. But before he could get there because um, stupidest plant ever, mortal running faster than a goddess's reaction time, <laughs> Artemis is like, oh, no, you didn't and cast her own curse on him. That's like two curses and a soul on layaway. He is not doing well. Nope. She no. cursed him that silver would burn his skin. Oh! <gasps> Except
1: another reference. Yeah, except, except that's, that's a very a werewolf late. thing. Yeah, okay. and
3: even the werewolf thing is very deep Sus. in the shadows of where it originates from. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's been a lot of literature on it, but not really clear. I think it's originates somewhere in the French regions. Yeah, okay. but, uh, Bien
0: sûr, I'm I, I vanishing from France.
3: <laughs> I oui?
0: Oui? tell you so, superstition <laughs> is all we have to go on. So Ambrogio <laughs> drops the bow and never makes it to Hades. He drops it. He drops it because he it drops it. his skin. Oh, He's like, oh that hurt. <laughs> so Ambrogio, guess what? Begs her for mercy and she grants it. Oh. No. She should not be granting him shit because that is not how Artemis rolls. You get one chance and then she's like, toodaloo, motherfucker. But now, this time she's like, yeah, okay, yeah. He explains his problem with Apollo and how he was forced to make a deal with Hades, uh, except he wasn't forced to do shit. No. And described his love for Selene. And
1: I need a moment for my blood pressure to recover. So other Jen, okay, if you would... Artemis took pity on him again and decided to give him one last chance. She offered to make him a great hunter, almost as great as she was, with the speed and strength of a god and fangs with which to drain the blood of the beasts to write his poems. In exchange for this immortality, he would have to agree to a deal. He and Celine would have to escape Apollo's temple and worship only Artemis forever. The catch was that Artemis was a virgin goddess, and all of her followers had to remain chaste and unmarried. So Ambrosia was, Ambrosio was never allowed to touch Celine again. They could never kiss, never touch, never have children. I guess
0: what Ambrogio was like, done. It's a deal. Because as long as he <laughs> gets to be with Celine, it's the best possible outcome for him. Um, not only did he forget about his soul, he really didn't take into consideration what she would want, but whatever. But you know I don't what? I think
3: he forget I think the author forget about the soul. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get the feeling be kind. that
3: the, this author was really into yeah. My Immortal and said, I can do that
1: right no Dan's
0: great dan's great grandmother damn it (laughs) so finally he kills one more swan and writes a note to Celine, who was like finally we have a plan no more goddamn poetry this time he's like meet me on a ship on at the docks before dawn the next morning so, okay. when Celine gets to the dock, she finds the ship and is told to go down to the hull to meet Ambrogio. Um, but no, that's not actually how you travel. No one travels in the hull of the ship. <laughs> um, oh. Please see Fuck the Roman Holiday, part two. She didn't find Ambrogio, but there was a wooden coffin. Oh. With a note on it instructing her to tell the ship's captain to set sail and then open the coffin after sunset. First of all, the coffin, wooden coffins weren't really the thing. And also, um, there's no fucking way a superstitious ship's captain at that point in time would just be like, yeah, I'll take a coffin on board.
2: Yeah.
0: This (laughs) this is fan fiction. Yeah. So... It, it, after yeah. seeing these instructions like uh, hang out with this coffin and tell the captain to hit it instead of running for the hill she's like sure <laughs> no problem and when she opens the coffin that night she found Ambrogio alive and well Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> nice so, little magic trick <laughs> yeah they sailed to Ephesus in Turkey instead okay. of back home to Italy oh And they lived in a cave uh, during the day and then at night worshipped at the Temple of Artemis. Uh, Yeah, and I'm going to need Jen or Frederick to read this next little sentence because I just goddamn can't.
3: I'm a little bit rusty, but there is a tie-in here with the game Skyrim and the vampire lore in it. And oh. a quest in that game where you okay. actually become uh, Artemis. that's in that world is a bit different from the Greek goddess. But uh, you're trying to hunt down a couple of vampires oh. because she was the creator in that game. If I'm not totally, wow. like. it was a few years since I, I played bet that game. This but uh,
0: may yeah. have either been inspired this- that, by that or inspired it. Yeah. To-
3: I'm not sure when he wrote it, but it feels as if he has taken a lot from different games and other popular culture and put into his story. But I can leave the last part here. We lived happily together for many years, never touching, never never kissing, (laughs) never having children.
0: That's right. So, yeah. Yeah, he ain't getting any. She ain't getting any. So yeah. you have one immortal and one mortal. You know where this is going. Eventually, oh. Celine gets old and was on her deathbed. And this is where leaving his soul in Hades, layaway program comes back to bite. <laughs> oh. Ambrojo <laughs> big time because he's like, oh my God, I just realized I won't be able to join Celine in the afterlife. Did he forget he the immortality part? Huh? Oh, Whatever right.
1: shall I do? Three guesses. I. I don't have. What he's gonna beg for like another deal. He's gonna. Is He's that going right? to bite her? <gasps> oh. Yeah.
3: Or we get the True Blood ending, and it's just a bite and sex for the last five pages.
0: <laughs> um. You're wrong. He goes oh. and kills a goddamn swan. <laughs>
1: oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because he thinks artemis will fall for it again and again totally unlike her she's like yeah you were cool for a stupid man worshiper okay i'll make you a deal don't do it these deals never work but he does she's like you can touch celine just once but not with your dick you can do it with your teeth
2: Oh um, my god. A, as in
0: drinking her blood and mixing her blood and yours will create eternal life for anybody who drinks it. If he does this, Artemis will make sure that they stay together forever. Ugh.
3: That's a fine
0: print on these contract people. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Celine's like, yeah, go ahead, do the thing. So he does the thing and she dies, except her body starts to glow. Which personally, oh. I'd be freaking the fuck out if after if a dead person started glowing right after I drank their blood. But so, who am I to say anything? Yeah.
3: yeah, the sparkling vampires was real,
2: right? <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> it's
3: in the vampire bible, and therefore Dracula needs to be more sparkly,
2: right? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so this is she's clearly, glowing like a clearly, boar. clearly like. <laughs> Like Alan (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Clearly, this is fan fiction, as as Frederick said, pulling a whole lot of different modern, so modern, contemporary sources, uh, pulling it all together, and just saying it's ancient. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mythology.
1: Yeah. So...
0: (laughs) Artemis floated Selene up into the sky and uh, made her the goddess of the moon. So I guess as long as the moon orbits the earth, Ambrogio and Selene have proximity. But that's not exactly (laughs) staying together forever, but whatever. Yeah. So the beautiful light of the moon goddess shines down on her beloved Ambrogio and all of their children, because that's what they're calling all the people who drank Ambrogio's blood and become vampires. Wow. Okay. fucking end and we'll be right back after this to discuss in painful detail how this is not how you mythology. Yeah. Now return to the drunk mythology gals for part two questions and shit. So we clearly um, did a lot of, you know, correcting as we went, but I would like to just point out uh, a couple of main things. First of all, Celine. Yeah. She was a fucking titan. Oh, she was never mortal. Like she
1: pre-precedes the Olympians. Oh, we know we're mm. supposed to know that name then.
0: Yeah. Well, so like um Cronos.
2: Okay. Uh, Zeus's
0: dad was a titan. Got and, it. And, you know, so uh Hecate is a titan uh you know the ocean Tethys is a type like you have you know you have the sort of um, not inanimate but sort of amorphous got early gods like you know the right. wind egg of
1: creation
0: oh, yep 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 <laughs> and then you have the titans and mm-hmm. then you have the Olympian gods right and so Selene being one of the heavenly bodies like when you created Oronos the heavens and Gaia the earth you know you have the moon she she's one of those got it um, so she was never just a mortal village girl walking to the temple to take care of her sister mm. um and actually I'm not sure whether to say thankfully or not, but she did get some action. She did the dirty with Zeus (laughs) several times. Whether he was in the swan form or not, we do not know. Wow. But if I were Zeus, I'd be a little pissed off at this story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She even bore him three goddess daughters. She also fucked her brother Helios, because what good Greek myth doesn't have some incest, and also a shepherd named Endemion Um, not an Ambrogio in sight.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. So,
3: on that there, I've found a connection. There is uh Ambrogio, okay, Lorenzetti in Siena. That sounds a bit like Selena, Italy. Oh God. And Ambrogio (laughs) is also robotic. Lawnmower.
1: Oh, my word.
0: <laughs> I, you know, he, he is the lawnmower of death when it comes to the swan population. This is awesome. <laughs> um, That's as I great. mentioned, um, Apollo is not the sun god. Uh, he is the Olympian god of prophecy, oracles, music, song, poetry, archery, healing, plague, and disease, and the protection of the young. Okay. Do you see the sun anywhere there? I don't. Helios, no. which okay, is where right. we get, you know, the name for the sun. Right, right. Is actually Celine's Titan brother. If she's the moon, he's the sun.
1: Ah, right. Okay.
0: I think they conflate Apollo with the sun because his twin sister, Artemis, is associated with the new moon, the crescent moon. Okay. But that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. So, and then finally, the Pythia. First of all, it's not plural. Second of all, Selene's sister would have to be from a really, really early first marriage because she had to be an older woman of blameless life, <gasps> um, chosen oh. from among the peasants of the area. So, you know, if she was from the town nearby, fine, accurate. But she was an old woman and gotcha. she sat alone in... In the inner sanctum of the temple over an opening in the earth. And we know that that was a volcano. And we have fumes. They also might have added some cannabis, some oleander, you know, any psychoactive drugs they could get their hands on because, you know, the oracle speaks in
1: pot and volcano farts. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, this is been an adventure i <laughs> i don't know uh I, I i yeah this is this is bad fan fiction does that sum w- it up
0: yeah and i wouldn't be so down on this guy if he made it 100 percent clear that this was fiction right
1: but, but he's, he's trying to present it as something it's not yeah, yeah.
3: Um, just like all the other authors in the same genre, I mean some of them aren't too bad writers. this one maybe not the greatest, uh, not the worst, but um, yeah, if you would come he out has with complete a, sentences yeah, <laughs> some of them very long, but that's a different topic but, uh <laughs> but um. Well, if he would come out and say, well, this is my fan fiction for my uh, tabletop RPG and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, do what you want with it. Yes. fine, No, no, but when you come, oh, I have secret knowledge that only I know that I will share with you and you have Mm -hmm. to trust me that all of this is true. Right. And, um, yeah, even if he doesn't sell you something, he is still um, trying to, you know, get traffic and... uh, well, you know, and then YouTube. you... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just... You know, when I was looking through the sources and I went through all those, like, discussion threads on Quora and Reddit, like, um, you had to go through a lot before you found somebody who would actually be like, this is not real. <laughs> People were really believing
1: this. Oh. As actual mythology. Okay. Well, I will... I'll say, you know, if it wasn't for you, Kate, I wouldn't know any better. Yeah. Because I don't have that that foundation of knowledge of mm-hmm. here's what the actual myths are. I didn't have that uh, enough history education to know that to use the word ancient Itali- the phrase <laughs> ancient Italian. <laughs> I I was not educated enough to pick up that that doesn't track. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I am absolutely one of those people who could have fallen victim to this yeah. if I didn't have someone like you guys pointing out, oh, but wait, here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I would just think that, okay, so this is just another myth. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh,
0: this isn't quite as problematic as, you know, some of the things we've talked about today. Mm. Right. But But yeah. it, it's just, you know, it is so easy for something like this to slip through because, yeah. you know, again, just enough plausibility and, you know,
3: And at the same time, we can't really expect everyone to have a deep understanding of ancient uh, mythology and history, but that's why it's important to have people who vet this, because there will always be people who will try to Mm -hmm. slip one over on you, some for monetary gain, such as David Icke. I have no idea about this person, Yeah, Uh, Yeah. but um, he might earn money, he might do it for fun, aspiring author, but... Well, he's gone to the dark side when he tried to spin it as real history. Yeah. But there's also something that people need to do, especially if you have the knowledge, maybe go out there and spread it among this community. You won't save everyone there, but Mm -hmm. you might get someone to say, hey... That's not correct. I get these stories from different listeners myself. That they, some of them, has found the right way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through. You know, someone saying, "Well, this is not really how it was." If you check these sources, you will get a better grip on the society history. Not more than that. Not arguing, but just, "Hey, this is mm-hmm. what I have," and then just back off, basically, because otherwise yeah. you just end up in a shouting match with a lunatic and nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, I
0: prefer
1: to do my shouting into the void on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after we sign off today, I'm going to get busy writing my own fan fiction about Fenrir <laughs> and I'm going to rewrite his whole story and declare <laughs> that it is a lost manuscript. It's, yeah. It was ben dug R- up near uh, Stockholm. <laughs> um but yeah fenrir is going to be like alive and well in raleigh north carolina in the united states <laughs> there and you go yeah, the, yeah this is what i'm going with uh, ancient all right. ancient raleigh yes. north carolina yes and
0: uh frederick showed it to you yes
1: <laughs> but we can't share
0: it so yeah, yeah.
1: so i'm not drunk uh Kate, I know you're not because you're just. I on have coffee. so much caffeine in my blood right now. <laughs> but. Frederick, how are you holding up now?
3: Yeah, I'm good. Um, just had one beer and a little bit of vodka. In Poland, <laughs> we celebrate weddings with one vodka bottle per person usually. So. <laughs> oh,
1: fun. My, my people. Love that. My yes. people. <laughs> First I'm so- time I
3: went to one of those, I used to say, that's a lot of vodka. Is that for the whole table? No, that's per person.
1: What? We need invites to the next wedding, right? Let's see if I I can
3: hook you up.
0: Right? You're like, I I know they're not related to you, but they just kind of, I can't get rid of them. (laughs) But, um, Frederick, give us your social media and where people can find you and your podcast again and all of that good stuff. And we'll put it in the show notes, too.
3: Yes. Yeah, so if you want to read more, I would recommend to go to diggingupancientaliens.com or if you want to find me on social media and don't want to use a website because reasons you can <laughs> 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 yeah, just put digging up ancient aliens in any media except for the Trump one. I don't think I'm okay, allowed there. <laughs> <social>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah, or just go to your podcast player, type in digging up ancient aliens. There you will find it, uh, but best is the website there. You also find show transcripts of all the episode. I don't have guests on with all the references and how to read more where. Uh, and you like have
0: that. merch now too.
3: I also have a few <gasps> merch, and I don't oh. know where this when this episode air, but I will do a presentation at uh, QED at Manchester uh, next Friday, oh. then the twenty. 20- Eighth, Eighth. yeah I this think. is coming
0: out on the 31st this is yeah our so Halloween you missed episode, it you yeah. can
3: catch the um, taped version instead yeah
0: <laughs> okay awesome we'll look that up. Yeah. yeah, and again, we'll put all of this in the show notes. And Frederick yep. is much better about getting back to people than we are. So <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> definitely reach out to him. And yep. uh, while you're out there liking and following Frederick, you can get double the pleasure by liking us on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. Or on TikTok at Drunk Mythology
1: Gals. We're on Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. We're also on the web at drunkmythologygals.com.
0: And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals, where you get
1: so much more
0: Lots. You get our deep
1: dives, our lit crit yeah. hours, yeah. everything. Yep. Yep. Or you can try dropping <laughs> us an email gal at drunk dot com. Frederick can tell you firsthand how long it takes us to respond. It's our thing. <laughs> That's
0: right, and special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound, and thanks to again, thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us. Especially if they're like, you know, I saw these documents. It's it's talking about the Anunnaki and vampires and the globalists, and you'll be like, no, that is not how it works. Finally, always remember, <laughs> if the gods and fan fiction writers can behave badly,
1: then so can you.